this morning I got up. It was a little hard to get up. I just wanted to lay in bed. But I set my alarm for 6.30. Because yesterday I agreed with the guy I work with to play basketball in the gym after breakfast. At least to try out the shoes. I was going to do it anyway. I was, no matter what, I was going to go to the gym after breakfast. I uh, went and had breakfast um, with him. And, and I went into the gym and he said he'll go uh, put on his shoes or get his shoes or something. So I got in the gym. I got all comfy. Uh, took off my sweater changed my shoes and started walking around and I mean the shoes are alright but they're running shoes there's no doubt they're running shoes they, it says they're, they have cloud tech whatever the fuck cloud tech is but the way the bottoms are they're not basketball shoes so I'm kind of like moving my feet around in them and I'm, I'm shooting around and kind of feeling my feet all I'm thinking about is my feet as I do what I'm doing I think I'm missing every shot, you know. And then I started to feel kind of good about them. Like like they're going to work out. They're they're just fine. I can I can shoot around in these no problem. And uh he shows up. Now mind you, he's 66. So I'm not expecting like uh any kind of gameplay. I just wanted to try out the shoes. And I I think I offered for him to come play basketball. Like when I was a kid, I would ask everybody, it didn't matter who it was, if they wanted to play basketball. Like even like girls in dresses, I'd be like, you want to shoot around? So um, I can't help it. And he's the second one to want to shoot around. The first one, he's still hurting. Uh, they're making jokes. Everybody that knows this other guy I shot around with named Steve. Everybody that knows him always brings it up. And anytime uh, we see each other, we say hi and stuff. But he never talks about how he's going to shoot around some more. Like this shit, he got hurt apparently. Although he looks, he looks like he's all right, but um, he's definitely not interested. And continue, <laughs> which is all right. I I did not expect anybody to shoot around with me. Uh, that was, that dude was that dude shooting around with me that day was totally bonus. And today, this morning was totally bonus. And it's really cool uh, to shoot around with like uh, somebody in their sixties because they they tend to stand under the hoop and just. They keep throwing the ball back to you. So you don't even have to go chase the ball, you know. And they just want you to shoot around. So I'm just shooting around. And on top of that, they they were around 20 years before me. So all the stuff that I want to know about, like, what was it like being alive while Wilt Chamberlain played? What was it like being alive while Joe Namath won a Super Bowl? You know, all those sports questions. And, you know, especially basketball. And he was very knowledgeable. Uh, we talked about, like, 
all the great basketball players, all the great baseball players, all the great football players. His his baseball was not as knowledgeable, even though he said he liked that the most. Well, well, I mean, maybe it was more knowledgeable, but it was, it was trapped in the years like 1960 to 75. Outside of those years, baseball didn't even matter other than that home run race between McGuire and Sosa. Everybody had to pay attention to that. Because he was, he was mentioning like Al Kaline, you know? Like uh, Al Kaline. When I said, like, who who was the greatest baseball players? He said Al Kaline. Now, mind you, that guy was pretty great. He was, like, probably, like, a 310 hitter. Would average about 20 to 25 home runs a year. Was, was pretty good. Pretty good outfielder, too. Played pretty late in his career, too. Mostly in Detroit, if not every year in Detroit. He's a well-known name, one of the better players that have played the game but but to mention him is like you're either very knowledgeable about baseball and you want to go into deep detail or you're not very knowledgeable about baseball and you just happen to like him a lot um football he was kind of, well you know if somebody were to tell me now about say a player today in football, like this Trevor Lawrence. Well, I, I still know football, but like baseball, who's the second baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers? I can't tell you that right now. It's kind of like that kind of thing. Like, what if he's the best player in the game? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't know. So I, I'm trapped in a time period, too, when it comes to certain things, particularly baseball. I'm I'm actually trapped in... 1910 when it comes to baseball back with like Ty Cobb and Wagner and shit so we shot around and I didn't want to continue shooting around so I'd hold the ball as we talked I didn't want to keep up the physical activity because we gotta work tomorrow and then we got and that's four days straight for us we gotta work the next four days straight I don't want to tire him out and get his legs hurt to where he's got to feel pain for the next three days and, and got to work and got to carpool me. So I took it really easy. I, I was holding the ball a lot. And then we sat down and we were still talking and shit. And this chick came in to work out. She wants to get her little workout on. And man, she was like a fucking perfect 10. A, a bombshell girl probably like 20 and came in there to get her a little workout on or whatever and um we were talking and laughing hard and um when he'd say something really funny like I can't remember offhand exactly what was so funny but he was on a roll for a minute and I looked over and noticed her looking at us like wondering why the fuck we were laughing and you know how like you know how people are if they're, if, you know, if people are laughing and they're around, they think it's about them because they're so into themselves or whatever. But I think she realized 
after about fucking 10 minutes, it had nothing to do with her and whatever she was doing. And uh, I was like, hey, man, you want to play some ping pong? Because there's a fucking ping pong table right over there. And he's like, I haven't played in 50 years. Fucking 50 years. So he was 16 the last time he played. 50 years. I said, but we got to play then. You got to knock the dust off that so that tomorrow you, if somebody asks you, when's the last time you played ping pong, you could say yesterday. And he laughed and got up and I was like, cool, because I, I haven't played in like, like 20, probably 20 years. About 22. Yeah, maybe. I think so. My memory, no, maybe like 15 years. I grabbed a paddle and played. So so I'm playing, and this motherfucker is putting spin on it. Like, you know how when you grab the ball and you go to just do a regular serve, and you hit, and you hit your side, then it hits on that other side? That motherfucker put spin on it. I'm like, all right, if it, I get that you haven't played in 50 years, but you you didn't forget how to fucking play. And uh, I I feel like I got the better of him, but we didn't keep score. And uh, what was really funny is uh, he he went to talk about like, oh yeah, the Chinese. And then and then I take like ten paces back, so I'm about fifteen feet from the table, and I'm mimicking the Chinese guys, <laughs> how they, how they're all the way back there and they're spiking it. It's crazy, man. And I'm laughing my ass off at that. Man, I love to laugh. And all it takes is just being around another person. And I, I'll laugh at a lot of shit, you know? I got no reason not to laugh. And, uh... What after that? Like, I was like, okay, let's wrap this up. And he goes, hey, you know... Uh... Because we were there probably like two hours. And he goes, you know, after lunch, I'm going to walk up the, to the Mammoth Hot Springs. And that's a bitch of a walk, right? I go, are you fucking sure? He's like, yeah, I got to work the legs. And I go, oh, God, this guy's going to have to fucking work the next four days. And I was like, well, you know, I don't want to like um, cramp your style, but I'll go with you if you want. He's like, okay. Well, he knows very well that... I, no fail, no matter what, right when the lunch time opens, I'm going to be there. And it opens at 11.30. And I'm not going to be there at 11.40. Not going to be there at 11.55. I'm going to be there at 5 till 11.30. And I'm going to be one of the first people that go up in there. Well, he wasn't around anywhere. So I I took it that he wanted to maybe do the mammoth walk himself. And that was a nice way of him saying it. So I was like, that's cool. I'm not going to like go seek him out. I don't give a shit. I, I already did that mammoth walk a couple of times. Some motherfucker hurts. I was thinking of doing it more. But I haven't gotten around to it. Because, you know, there's so many things to kind of do. Like I could do the mammoth hike. But then I could do the gym, but then I could lay here and read, but then I could, uh, 
uh, do like push-ups or something, but then I could do my laundry, but then I could like, if I want to, I could shower, and most of the time I got a shit, so I could do that, and there's all kinds of shit. When I came into the room, when I came back from, from working out, well, no, no, from the gym, and I actually, right when I came back from the gym, I did 40 push-ups, 30 push-ups, and then I only did 20. I didn't get the last 10 to make it 100. And I said, oh, that's good enough. And that sucks if I don't get the last 10 because that's going to break my streak. I got 100 push-ups every day streak of probably like three and a half months. But, uh, yeah, I'll get the 10. Fuck it, I'll get the 10. It's only fucking 10. I won't even feel it. But I came into the room, and there was this little note. This little fucking note that said, I still got this motherfucker. I'm not going to grab it. I'll paraphrase. This note says, Um, would you please gather all your fucking shit out of all the fucking drawers and off and get your sheets and pillow and get that shit off the fucking bed and stuff it all in a corner. Because we got some people that's going to come up in here and trade out your shit. They're going to, they're going to, she said they're going to put a newer bed, a newer dresser, newer shit in here. And I said, for real? And she said, yeah, newer shit. So get your shit out of this shit and get your shit off this shit. Because if you don't, odds are that shit is your throwaway shit. And we're cool with that. We'll throw your shit out. They'll put it all in the fucking corner. Because we're moving shit out. And we're putting new shit in. And all this shit. All this stuff in here is It's fine. We don't need it. We don't need new shit. All this stuff is just fine. So I don't know why they're doing it. Well. Um, after I went to dinner. I came back here. And. I decided, okay, I'm going to go to my car and I'm going to get that fucking walking stick that guy gave me to use and I'm going to get his bear spray and I'm going to give that shit back to him. So I went down in the vehicle and I grabbed the walking stick and guess who's behind me? Him. And he's like, hey, did you just get back from a hike? That, um, what'd you do with that? Did that walking stick get some... Get, you know, get some miles on it, and I, and I said, I replied, I said, and of course it did, it didn't get any, but I said, um, oh, this walking stick could tell you some stories, bro. <laughs> and he sounds like Lewis Black, so every time I talk to him, I'm expecting to laugh because he sounds just like Lewis Black, and he's funny too. Like he'll go ahead and take that that extra moment to be funny you know like he won't say nothing really quickly right away to the point he'll slowly say something and then instead of being honest he'll he'll kind of slide to the side and say something funny and i wait for it every time i'm fucking this guy he'll he makes me laugh man and i think he tries to also because he's doing it with purpose, so it's a wonderful thing. Um, and if you pretend to take them seriously, it's even funnier. And 
I, um, I, I, I said something like, nah, man, the reason I'm even right here right now is because I'm giving you back your walking stick and, uh, because I'm going to be here for the next six months. And when I do, um, decide to like take a hike or something. And then he finished my sentence and he said, you'll know where to find me. And I said, yep, um, I'll ask you for the bear spray, man. And that was, I don't know, about 20 minutes ago. Now I'm sitting up here and I got everything set up to be in the corner so that when I wake up, I just strip the bed and throw it in the corner and get out of here. And then hopefully after work, I see some new cool shit in here. I mean, I doubt it. I, You know what? I bet... I bet if they do take this shit out, they'll just replace it with the same kind of shit. And it won't even be special or cool or anything. I'll bet on it. Or or they might actually take this shit and give me older, crappier shit. So they could put this shit somewhere else. And then I'll be like, um, I thought it was newer. But I'm not going to bother to say that to anybody. Because then she'll be like, oh, well, that's what I thought. You know, like, don't hold me accountable to a place that you're just inside a dorm room, bro. You know, like, don't even worry about what's happening. Just put your shit in the corner. We're being nice about it. So that's the way I look at it. Like, whatever change there is, I don't think it's going to be significant. Um, I showered earlier, too. And, yeah, I'm touching my face. I shaved. I've been shaving every single day because the last time I waited a few days, I started to break out. I can't wait any days. I either grow it out all the way out or I fucking shave it every day. That's the only way I won't be, my face won't be sensitive. My skin won't be sensitive. Um... I don't know. I'm hoping that they take a bed out of here so there's only two beds in here and maybe put like a computer desk in here too for each side of the room. Oh shit, that would be fucking sweet. But you know what they might do? They might add another bed. there would be fucking four beds in here and they'll move some other shit out. And you go, damn man, because there's two chairs and three dressers and only there's only two places to hang clothes like clothes racks so the third bed in here is actually an extra bed in here there's they stuffed an extra bed in here this is a two bed room so they just fucking stuffed another bed in here like what the fuck i hope they take it out of here and go what the fuck are we doing this is a two-bedroom like yeah bitch of course it's just a two-bedroom what the fuck and if they do that, then I'm gonna take that side of the room because because it's got it's actually got more room than this side. Like if there's if there's a three beds in here, then I got the biggest side of the room. If there's two beds in here, then I need to move over to that side, and that side's got the mirror too. So that's pretty cool. And I I felt the thingy. There's this like heater thing in the room against the window there 
And I didn't realize, but this whole time it's been on and real low. Because I touched it and it's warm. Like, I don't care that it's on, but I gotta figure out how to turn it off. So that when the summer comes, there's no fucking heat kicking in here. I'm gonna need all heat the fuck out of here. something else here there really isn't much else to say I mean um, I brought my bags in and stuffed them with everything so that I can put all my stuff in the corner oh uh, I'm gonna wear I got um, a pair of green pants that actually fit me I don't need a belt with them and I'm gonna wear those with my black sweater and green vest, green hat, black shoes, and I'm gonna carry my dad's knife and my um, laser pointing flashlight. And I am going to have a, a fantastic day t tomorrow at work. Because I think everything's okay, and they're going to give me a driving test. And then when I get past that, I'm going to be an actual driver here. So I can't wait. I, I'm not expecting any other news than that. And I was talking to a guy, I and mean, I was like, hey, look. Because like last night, I ended up in the bathroom talking to a guy for like an hour and a half. We were talking about like everything. You know, like the fucking... NASA, the moon, the stars, aliens, the fucking uh, racism, uh, politics, fucking religion, just every fucking thing. Um, because, because here's the thing, like, I don't know anybody here, so I never leave the conversation. I'm never like, hey, I gotta go. I'll just, I'll let them do that. And this motherfucker didn't do it. I was like, oh shit, this is, we're having a conference here. And I just, I was a part of it. Like, fuck it, I'll talk to him. As long as he can, I can. And, um, I mean, I've been doing that with everybody. Just, if I end up in a conversation, then I'm just standing there until they're done. Because most of the time in my life, I would just say a couple things and try and end the conversation and roll the fuck out. Well, I'm learning a lot by doing it this way now. Like, all these people, they, they all have something to say and that they want to say. And I, I can listen. I'm listening to it. And it's making me, like, a better thinker and... And I kind of know how to deal with certain people. Some people you can be cool with, you know, and you can laugh with and stuff. And other people, they got problems. And when you talk to people and you're real patient, you notice it. So you can't be funny with over-serious types. And you can't be serious with funny types. You just got to first figure that out and then, and then participate. And patience is the key. And 
I was in the fucking bathroom for an hour and a half talking to this guy about everything, man. Well, he was talking about most everything. And I was giving my two cents on a lot of things. Um, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. I, I mean, I guess I might as well tell you a little about him. He is from Ohio, uh, Columbus. And him and his wife are here. And they share a room together. How fucking fortunate. That is very, 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 very fortunate. I mean, I wish I had somebody I knew here. But I don't. Uh, because I don't know who I'm going to be roomed with. At least if I knew somebody, I'd, I'd know somebody. But I'm, I just got to get to know people. And then when the time comes where we might be fucking forced to room with other people, I'll just pick the one I like the best and go, hey man, you want to room up? That's got to be the way. So, uh, um, this guy's here with his wife from Columbus, and they are part of reservations. And in reservations, you have to, people call up and they're like, hey man, is there, like, any hotels, rooms available, or like, for these dates, I'm coming with the fam, what's the price and all that? Well, there are no rooms available this season. Every fucking room is sold out. And they encourage people to keep calling in case there's cancellations. But, uh, and that's what he was talking about. He's like, man, you know, all these motherfuckers, they keep calling. And I don't know what to tell them. I can't help them. There's, there's nothing available. And they won't stop calling. The phone rings all day. And I'm sitting there having, having to take these calls. And so is my wife. And um, this isn't kind of what we expected it to be or whatever. And I'm like, really? Because, like, they're kind of well-to-do. They they don't have any, like, financial issues. And it's him and his wife, and they're retired. They just retired. So they're doing this to have a Yellowstone adventure and kind of just um, have it not cost them anything, too. You know, like, do a little bit of work. And... It won't cost you any fucking thing. And you can have your Yellowstone adventure and be retired and be helpful and have a little fucking extra money to to eat a steak. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's all good. It's great. It's wonderful thinking. Very smart people. And uh, he's very controlling, though. Like, he talked about how it's, it's his idea and everything. And, you know, and whatever, they've been married, I don't know how many years, they were high school sweethearts, so, you know, it, it worked out, but, uh, and he's talking about, like, um, how he beat cancer three times, three fucking times, so I'm just sitting there in awe at this guy, and he's like, he said he's 65, but he looks like he's 50 because his hair only has a few gray hairs on it. You know, like somehow he didn't have a lot of stress. So I wondered like, wow, who the fuck is his wife? You know, I, I'm telling you, man, behind, behind people that are, you never know like who's behind the scenes that make it, that it's all good, you know? And, um, 
and I'm kind of envious. I'm sitting there, like, envious of this guy, you know. And, um, he's got such a potty mouth, like, like, he's, he's fucking, when it comes to, like, just raw dog talk, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a sweetheart, you know. So I don't know how he pulled off. Oh, he has kids. He has, like, like, four kids or something. I don't know how all that works. I was never good at relationships. But somehow he was. And he was talking about how, like, for 15 years, he would fuck around at the arena. And in the arena, in the Columbus arena, he saw every musical act, every, like, uh, Ohio State game, every hockey game, all that stuff. That's got to be it, right? Like, that's pretty cool. I'm not... But I'm not a big fan of all that. I don't give a shit, like... About hockey or music or... Whatever, so... Everybody's life's different for... All kinds of reasons. But I was trying to relate to him. It was just so hard because... Even though you can... Kind of relate to people... You, your life is totally different, and for and for all kinds of different reasons. But I, I guess the reason I brought all that up is because I was envious, and I want to try and work on that. I don't want to be envious. I don't care what people have. Uh, you know, I don't care what. Uh, I really don't. I'm, as long as I stay within my box, and my box is okay. But man, an hour and a half. So when I'm over there giving, um, when I'm over there giving uh, the IT guy his stick bag and his um, bear spray, that guy and his wife walk up and they're about to go into their room, and I say hi, and and they say hi, and she looks she looks like just a regular normal person. That, you know, the reason I thought maybe there was more to it, like, like she was better than just any regular or normal person was because of how things worked out for him. But who knows the dynamic? Everybody's just regular. Getting, just getting by regular, you know. And, you know, maybe he was lying, too. She could be a fucking nightmare for all I know. And and he uses hair dye. Could be that, you know. But they're both in Yellowstone. They're both doing it together. They're both retired in Yellowstone in the dorm room. Fucking amazing. Let's see. Um... And that's why I'm, I seen all three of them at this around the same time is because they all work in the reservation slash IT department. The guy that let me borrow the Paris spray, he's the, he's one of the IT guys. He um he deals with the computers or the system or whatever. He, I don't think he's in reservations or dealing with the calls of people wanting the and and the um, horseback rides. People are calling and they're booking horseback rides and they're overbooked. There's no, there's no nothing apparently. 
and in May or it depends on what they open because they have um Zandera and Yellowstone have an idea of what, of what all they want to open and on what dates but that could change everything is available for change who knows what's going to happen if the covid thing if the, if the crisis is truly going to be over and the covid thing's over fuck they're going to open up everything they're not going to hesitate and i'm going to have two roommates probably in 3 weeks kind of shit especially if they vaccinate everybody in the park all the employees they're going to be like hey look we vaccinate everybody in the park let's just open everything fuck it and you know and we're good and then before you know it i i can't i can't fart in my room anymore out of embarrassment because i got two people in here i got to walk out of my room and go fart I mean, I'm blasting ass in here. I bet the, you know, these walls are thin. I bet the fucking room right next to me can hear me blasting ass as freely as the fuck I want. And, like, when there's, when I have roommates, I'm going to be like, my stomach will be hurting. I'm like, oh, oh my God. And I'll be holding it and shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'll smell a fart or something. And I'll go, that wasn't me. These motherfuckers are in here farting too. And they're doing, like, secret farts and stuff. I don't know, man, if I could handle that. And on top of that, like, what if somebody wants to, what if one of the other two want to, like, wear one of my shirts? Or or they're out of socks and they and they never shower. And they need to pay, wear a pair of my socks. Or they're jacking off, like, you know, it's nighttime and they're like, meh, 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 and I'm starting to wake up and I stir awake. And I look over and somebody's staring at me and jacking it. Do I have a right to complain? We're stuck in the room together. Do I have to accept the masturbation? I don't know. But they're telling me I'm going to have to accept the farts. So if I got to accept shit shit air, I I probably got to accept, you know, fucking cum rags all over the room. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I know that um, if you're roomed with somebody against your will, like you didn't choose them, it can be messed up. I don't want no, like, big overweight, farting, non-showering, bad attitude, racist guy or nothing. I don't want all that action, man. And it's possible. So before they hit us with roommates, I have to get to know these people and and offer up uh, collaboration, room collaboration at a later date. And so far, I mean, I don't know who, like, I mean, the guy I work with, he's all right. I don't think I'd fight with him or anything. I know, I know that he's the type that could get an attitude, though. The guy that let me borrow the stick. I don't know, man. I think it would be his room. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of want to feel comfortable in your room. Like, this is my room. 
and you're going to feel uncomfortable kind of shit, but that kind of reminds me of Lewis Black. The personality is a more dominant one than mine. I like to be, like, mentally playful and the ability to say any crazy thing or whatever and laugh a lot. But some people are, like, like, um more they're stronger than that if if you're in a room together with them like for example the guy that let me borrow the bear spray his personality is a methodical one where he's thinking before he's speaking way beforehand and it's it's methodical so even though i get along with him if there was uh bumping heads i believe he would be methodical about it and I don't care that much so it would be his room because I don't care that much like I'm not naturally methodical I just I don't care that much so but um the guy I work with he's more like um like uh fuck I think I'd get along with him more in a room and I would actually have an equal footing. There wouldn't be a dominance between us. I mean, I think that if we were to put heads, I'd be more dominant. So I, I think I'd feel more comfortable with um, the guy I work with. And not only that, we spent more time together. I mean, you know, all, to, all together now, we spent over like 50 hours together just just with our, the days we worked, just with the carpooling, just with the hanging out. And we know how to work together. We're able to work together, so. <sighs> Who else that lives in this dorm? Well, I'm up, I'm on the second floor where I think me and one other guy are the only guys on the second floor. It's nothing but women up here. And the women's bathroom is up here. So every time I gotta go to the bathroom, I gotta go downstairs. And downstairs, there's one woman. And she's with her guy. It's that couple I was talking about. And all the rest are guys down there. So, because I'm up here, I haven't been able to hang out with the guys much. To figure out who I want to room with and because um, I don't want anything to, to really do with women right now in my life I'm not talking to any of these bitches up here uh, like like I'll say hi every now and then but I'm not holding conversations and shit I'm just going about my way you know and I don't know I don't know how it's going to go. If if they do uh, decide to move to, fa to stage two, phase two, and bring a whole bunch of people into room together, I think they're going to move me and the other guy down to that floor. And if we don't say something, they're going to put us in random rooms. And I'll be with one of them anyway down there. So who do I want to be with is pretty much... And I think I'm gonna. Man. I mean, it's still early. I don't have to make the choice now, but. 
I think I would kind of have to work or room with the guy I work with. I mean, we're even carpooling, man. So it would make sense for us to be waking up at the same alarm clock. It would, all that would make sense. You know, so I might have to run that by him. But there's a guy here he knows. So he might want to room with that guy. Like, I don't know if the guy he knows is in this dorm, but I think he, he, I don't, I don't know, actually. So I guess my backup, I don't know. I, I want to keep the room to myself, which means we'll never get out of phase one. Because phase one keeps us in our own rooms. But I want us to go to phase two. So I can justify having a job. Because if we stay in phase one, they don't need a, a truck driver. You know, if they have plans on going forward, that's why they're probably considering me to truck it. But if they don't and they want to stay in phase one, I don't know that I'm necessarily needed at all I gotta get and that's what I wanted to do you know I want to kind of do housekeeping and the more I thought about it oh, that's why I was talking to that guy last night part of that hour and a half conversation I said I think I want to do some housekeeping that way I can go anywhere after this and anywhere, period, and do some housekeeping. And everywhere in the country will be available to me that has a hotel that would offer housing and food. And I think some people actually tip. They'll leave like 20 on the, they'll leave 20 by the TV in their hotel room, like here, since you're cleaning up my fucking bullshit. Here's a twin. And just one person doing that would would make three hours of work still pretty decent. And out here, these people aren't necessarily, these tourists aren't necessarily broke. So you could be doing pretty good. Any tourist place, you could be doing pretty good as a housekeeper. And so few places... Uh, need drivers but they all need housekeepers so I gotta kind of do that but I think I can do that anytime they are more than willing to teach that and if you're a motivated individual that will move your ass and do the shit right there shouldn't be a problem so I have to be open to all these possibilities I can't go hey I want my own room and I better be truck driving and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to phase two at a later date. Uh, blah, blah, blah. If I get into that kind of thinking where things have to be a certain way, then I'm just going to end up kicking myself out of here. I'm open to anything. It's all just fine.